Thunderbolt Strength. Welcome to the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast, where we hear about the lives of strong people. This is Brian Hankins, and I have my co-host, Molly. Hi, Brian. And Kevin. Hey, Brian. Today we have Susan Dundon, Masters Athlete, CrossFitter, and Ultra Marathoner. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thanks, Brian. So, I like to start out with background stuff. Kevin sometimes says we, we spend too long in that, but I like to do the background. <laughs> so, let, let's do, tell us a little bit about, we, we, we see your exploits with CrossFit and running now. Before you came to CrossFit Thunderbolt, uh, or even just growing up, what kind of fitness background did you have? Did you do athletics in high school or college or, I don't know. Um, not really. Uh, I, I had one summer, uh, I think when I was maybe 12, I played uh, uh, softball uh, with the park district, and that was really the only organized sports I was ever in other than gym class. Um, otherwise, it was just you know playing outside with, with my brother and friends. Okay. Yes. Unusual for kids these days, I might add, playing <laughs> yeah, outside. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> we always joke about that. Where now you look outside in the summer, and you, you know, when we were kids, you expect kids out riding bikes. Oh, yeah. Now you look out in the summer, and a lot of times the neighborhoods are still dead. I'm sad because I haven't had to wait for kids to move a hockey net in like <laughs> ten years. Like, what I happened to all that? I feel yeah. you couldn't drive through a neighborhood without having to stop for a yeah. hockey net to get moved. Yeah, that was big in our neighborhood growing up. Yeah, I blame the internet. It's the internet. <laughs> I was going to say, I see videos of your kids outside, though. Yeah, my kids go. Raising outside. them right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're preparing them for life. Yeah. All right. So before coming to Thunderbolt, you hadn't been doing any kind of like uh, running or working out? Um, yeah, off and on. Um, I ran for quite a while. I, would, I just would run five miles a day, you know, probably six days a week. Okay. And then, of course, it got into my head that, you know, running, too much running is going to, you know, mess your knees up or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So then I tried, uh, I went to, uh, you know, kind of a big box uh, sort of a, a gym and did, you know, the elliptical and some some weight machine kind of stuff for a while. And I got kind of bored with that and... You know, went through a whole bunch of different things, P90X and all various things, but none of them really, you know, I would really stick with them for too long. They really didn't get any, you know, noticeable results, so I'd kind of get get bored and move yeah. on. And, like, probably for the seven months or so before I started uh, at Thunderbolt, I really hadn't been doing anything. I'd just been kind of thinking about doing things. So, <laughs> you that extra push. Yeah. So, what made you decide? How did you even find out about CrossFit or Thunderbolt? Um, well, I think in like 2009, I'd, I'd started kind of eating a, a more of a paleo diet. And when you're on the blogs and things for paleo, CrossFit comes up a lot. So, I was aware of it. And but then again, then you hear about all the injuries of CrossFit, so I figured, well, that's not something I want to do. Um, but, you know, after seven months of doing nothing, I, ne I really knew I needed to, something to, to get myself moving. And I just, as, uh, as I'd drive back and forth to work, I'd, I'd cr you know, pass the, the CrossFit Thunderbolt sign, and, you know, I'd see that. And after a while, I just thought, well, yeah, I'd just check it out and see see what it's all about yeah. Yeah. yeah that was kind of similar to how i started where 
like I was an IT guy and always, you're always online looking at blogs and that kind of thing. I know you have an IT background as well. We can get into that a little <laughs> bit. But, um, and it would show up on different blogs or forum. People would be talking about it. It sort of had a buzz at that 2009. Mm-hmm. I think you know still does in some places. But, you know, and they'd point you to the main site and say, oh, you could just do it in your garage. And, <laughs> yeah. and But it would definitely show up on the blogs or mm. in the blogosphere. This is before Facebook kids when people actually <laughs> went to blogs. Um <laughs> And yeah, it was, it was similar for me where I had seen it pop up and I was like, oh, I, I need to check this out at some point. Right. Did you guys ever do those, like back in 2009, 2010, do you ever do any of the main site workouts? Weren't you doing some I workouts in some the garage? from the main site in my garage. They were highly scaled. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like they were a little different back then. Like one day you'd just be doing a bunch of pull-ups and that was Yeah, it. maybe they weren't as crazy as they are now. Yeah. Right? Well, obviously, they've gone through a couple iterations since then. But Yeah. I remember that old yeah that old site, and then you post your score on the bottom. Yes. And there's, yeah. I remember reading through the comments from different people, and, you know, you'd always have, like, the one person would, like, do it in some crazy amount of time. and Yeah, that was, like, the underground the underground part so, of it. So you were into the underground part of it, too, Kevin. Kind of. Kind of. A bunch of the parkour people, one... One day we showed up and everybody's working out and we're like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> you need to work out. But yeah, they're doing CrossFit back in like 2008. It wasn't, they didn't have an affiliate. I don't think they were doing that yet, but yeah, they were doing CrossFit. Working out outside. Yeah. It's the first time I saw like a dumbbell snatch and they had like the ropes and all that. It's pretty cool. So this leads us to a classic Susanism. Yeah. Tell us about your first <laughs> workout at CrossFit Thunderbolt. This just tells uh, us so much about you. Well, I came, I think, on a, a Friday, um, the Friday before Memorial Day uh, for uh, my, my first on-ramp. And, uh, you know, the coach, Justin, went through various movements with me and, you know, the cleans and squats and whatever. And um, then at the end, he, he said... Oh, on Monday we're doing this this workout called Murph, and if you want to, you know, come in and do it, you know, you're more than welcome. So I figured, well, I'll give it a try. Did he tell you what it was? Um, I don't remember. I, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> you were just like Murph. How bad yeah. can it be? <laughs> he might not have told me. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so I, I came in and um, you know, I did the best I could with it. Uh, I think he scaled it considerably for me. I, I think. I couldn't even run a half a mile at that point without stopping. So, uh, but you know, it, as for some something in it piqued my interest, and I just decided to start coming. So I've been coming since then. That is an epic beginning. Yeah. It's, it all started with Murph. That's yeah. a tough one. It's, it's like you feel sorry for those people that start on Murph Day or Fran Day or just some of those really crazy workouts. I mean, I guess. They scale it yeah. and don't push themselves as crazy. You yeah. know what? Th- this is interesting because the first workout you came to, Kevin, kind of yes. uh, laid you on your back. Yeah, it was three rounds, 400-meter run, or you row, I don't know, 12 cows, 10 um, burpees over the rower, and then you run the 400. And the second two 400s, I, like, made it a quarter of the way out the door and walked <laughs> You were dying. Oh, yeah. It it, isn't that interesting that something that's so hard beckons to something in you i didn't want to come i was like well this is dumb and then like (laughs) an hour after i left when i got home i was like i thought i was an athlete what happened (laughs) happened?" yeah Uh, interesting so how soon after that first one did you get into your like k 
cadence of, you know, being the morning athlete and coming with regularity? Or were you sort of in that mode from the very beginning? Um, I started out just coming three days a week. I think I just came Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, they just started the Wendler strength training program. And that was when they were doing that on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So uh, um, I kind of did that for a few months just to let my body adjust. And, yeah. you know, I've... Yeah, I felt it a lot. Definitely <laughs> so. in the beginning, I I don't I remember being so sore all yeah. the time. I, I don't think I have ever been that sore as I was like the first year, first six months of doing CrossFit. I don't know if that was the same for you guys when you first started, but I was yeah. just like sore after every workout. Yeah, first month is brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I think it like you you keep wanting to do more and push yourself a little bit, and sometimes. Uh, Muscles aren't having quite enough recovery time or something. Or it's just you're hitting muscles you've never hit before yeah, doing the other things true. you were doing in life. If you come in with like a little bit of fitness, <laughs> so it's like you're not you're not using like ten pounds on whatever movement, like yeah. if you can have a little bit of load going and get some volume, you get really, really sore. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I feel like if you're right in that middle area you get tuned up the worst in the beginning. Yeah. And so speaking of getting into that cadence of workouts, mm-hmm. I feel like you're one of the most over the years consistent crossfitters in terms of like you know you can set your watch by susan <laughs> being here and the you know the, with regularity in the morning sessions and i think that's uh i always feel like the consistency is one of those things that helps you make a lot of progress right so what was there a, a secret or something that worked for you to, ma- to make it stay so consistent because i think that that would help a lot of other people too um yeah just in general it, it just if I know that that's what I'm going to be doing every day, then, you know, I just show it's up easy. and do it. So it, just a consistent time alone is a good... Right. Yeah. yeah. Are the other parts of your life similar? Like, just very consistent um, and disciplined? I'd, I'd like them to be, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> so that's wh- where you derive your consistency from. It starts from, you got your workout set, you know, Monday through Friday, right. and that kind of sets the cadence for your day? Yeah, yeah. I'd say. It's pretty cool. What was the first kind of really, because you've done some crazy long endurance feats. What was kind of the first thing that you set your sights on? Like, okay, maybe I could, was it, was it the marathon? Um, I guess, I mean, the, this year or last year, um, probably the marathon originally, like in, in 2016, I'd started you know, we, they had started a, a, a running uh, club in the winter, and I don't know, remember exactly when it was, February or something. And yeah, it was so, still pretty cold out. Yeah. yeah. And there, I started training f- to do the uh, Naperville Women's Half Marathon, which I never thought I could even do that. So, I mean, that was really the first longer distance. That was actually the first race I've ever done in my life of any length. So... Um, and that was that was pretty rough. I mean, I, I was somewhat trained for it, but my legs really gave out in the last few miles. And I was struggling, so. But I made it. So that was that was my first one ever. I remember that we were training with uh, Abby. Abby and TT. TT. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah that was a. Fun. Oh, and yeah. did and De- Deborah? Deborah, yeah, she yeah. did the five k, I think. Okay. Yeah. That was a fun day. I remember. I I wasn't running it, but I went down there. Yeah. Um, so when did you start to? get the twinkle in your eye that you might be interested in doing a marathon um i, I think it probably might not have been till maybe august or so of last year like <laughs> what's know. next what's more than yeah. the half marathon i did yeah i mean 
things were going pretty well. I, I mean, 2017, I had a lot of struggles with my running. Uh, 2018, it was going a lot better. So I thought, you know, why not give it a try? Yeah. What's what, the worst that could happen? What did you run into with 2017, and how did you kind of get beyond it? Was it a nagging injury kind of stuff, or just being able to stay consistent with training? No, I'm not sure. I, I just really struggled with any any runs of any distance. I just... Like the mental side is what you're saying? No, no, just physically. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I never was able to figure out exactly what the problem was. I I remember that there were a couple yeah. times, maybe it was hard for you to finish two miles. Yeah. Um, that year. Yeah. Um, and then it was like something switched, like a like yeah. a light switch. Yeah, right. Suddenly, all of a sudden, you're running 20 miles. Yeah. <laughs> well, not quite like <laughs> not, that. Not not quite like yeah. that. <laughs> it, well, how has that progression been? Has it was it just one of those like. Uh, just consistently adding a little bit more. So it was kind of like, well, let me do a 5K first and then let me do a half. And mm. I mean, how did you get from like, you know, barely able to finish two miles to running a 50K? Um, well, I determined, I think I, I wanted to uh, try the Naperville Women's Half Marathon again, um, which is in, at the end of April. And I trained for that somewhat, but not not as great as I could have. It, it was kind of cold and windy, and you know who wants to rain, run when it's cold and windy? Yeah. So. <laughs> that's got some way to say. There's yeah. some foreboding yeah. in that sense. <laughs> Our um, 50k was uh, pretty raining and cold, so so um, you know I, I guess I trained enough to get through that in in April, and then we kind of started the the running group. Um, I think like the beginning of June or something here and you know I was I was pretty consistent with that <clears throat> trying to run you know, a longer run on the weekend and maybe a couple you know one or two shorter ones during the week and yeah it just kind of built from there it's amazing it's comes back to that CrossFit thing where uh, having a group of people doing something together uh, makes all the difference for consistency. So mm -hmm. you show up to class because your friends are there. And um, with the running club, I think that really helped too because there's that accountability of, hey, we're all showing up at, you know, Wabonzi Lake at right. 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so that probably helped a little bit. Yeah, yeah peer pressure is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, when are you going to run a marathon? <laughs> Doesn't work on Kevin. Though. No. What was your favorite long run over the summer? Did you have a favorite? Hmm. Couple shining moments. Mm, yeah, nothing. Nothing comes to mind. I mean, just just being able to to do it and you know keep moving. And uh, I mean, I think the thing that really made it possible for me was you know when when we were running at one point on a, on a long run and you were you were telling me about your brother using you know jeff galloway's run walk run yeah. method yeah and you know then I, of course i had to go and and read more about mm -hmm. it and and um i think that helped me really believe that i could you know make the longer distance without just totally totally crashing dying in a pile yeah yeah, yeah run walk so. run has been very effective um you know, for a number of, of reasons, some people find that they're able to PR with it and some people find that they're um, able to kind of put off the bonk or the, the wall that happens with those longer runs. Mm -hmm. Is that just as simple as it sounds? 
Yeah. It's as simple as it sounds. Yeah. And the guy wrote a book about it? Yeah, many, many books. <laughs> oh, he has this whole systematic system. Of, yeah. Uh, systematic system. That's a great phrase. Like some little, systematic some system. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's you should run for this amount of time, and right? And yeah. Walk and you, for this amount of time. You measure your, your mile, yeah. uh, you know, your, your mile speed and use that to, to determine what your... So there's a formula. Yeah. There is a formula. Yeah. It's not like a two-page book. The book that you yeah. opened up, it just says run, then <laughs> walk, then run again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a formula, and it's individualized yeah. to each person. Yeah, right. So what, what Susan would do for Run, Walk, Run um, is different than uh, what I did for the 50K. Um, so how did you decide on your Run, Walk, Run strategy? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, I didn't actually test my mile. You know, I was kind of guesstimating on that. But um, I think on my long runs training runs you know i would just see how i felt and use that more to gauge you know if if my legs seem like they're getting tired then i would increase you know decrease the the run time and just find a good balance that makes sense and for for people who aren't runners when when we as runners talking about a long run say legs getting tired we're not just saying tired (laughs) but we're talking about like where they start to feel sort of like bricks and cement (laughs) and you can hardly move them (laughs) yeah i mean you kind of want to start walking before that point (laughs) definitely (laughs) yes um or maybe change your pace i mean i think a lot of people tend even people that want to run the entire time without walking Mm -hmm. um they tend to to pick a pace that's too fast that's a tendency um but long runs according to traditional long run philosophy should be slow so it's a little different than the CrossFit endurance philosophy, but right. we don't need to get into that. <laughs> so you're doing your run, walk, run. What do you, is there anything mentally you're thinking or do you use any kind of like affirmations, visualizations, or is it literally like you zone out? Um, sometimes I'll just count my steps, you know, just keep counting till I lose count and then yeah. start all over start again. again. It's like meditation. Yeah, count it kind of is. That yeah, counting forget. is a meditation. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Do you listen to things when you run or just... No, I don't really like listening to See, music. That's, that's hardcore. Yeah. It is hardcore. I feel like that's like the next level running. I always listen to music when I'm running and I go crazy if I don't have yeah. something to listen well, to. Well, conversation helps too. Yeah. So we did some long runs together, mm-hmm. either with on my bike or running. And right. um, having somebody to talk to definitely yeah, that's a huge yeah. helps get your mind off of things. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I could get you to run longer than you think. Probably. If we were talking. <laughs> Me and Matt ran a 5K together and we were just chatting the whole time yeah. and... Nice. Done very quick. You, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't even nice. think about it if you, you come up with something good to talk about. Yeah, that's my hard cap, though, 5K. <laughs> that's yeah, it, see, huh? I think I could get you to run longer than that. You wouldn't yeah, even know. You 10K, I'm just going to be chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you sneak a little weight on the bar, and your your uh, lifting partner doesn't quite know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe if you had me finish a 5K and then you, like, released a grizzly bear. That's <laughs> the only way I would keep going. How would I do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where am I going to get a grizzly bear? <laughs> Any predatory animal. So many grizzly bear. Yeah, See, you're resourceful. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. My idea was more sort of I like. Come on a bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> My idea was more sort of let's go for a run. More through friendship. I'll I'll keep track of the distance here on my watch. Don't you worry about it. Oh. And I then see. all of a sudden, before you know it, you know we're back, and it's like, whoops! Oh, we ran five miles. Look at that. Yeah, and then like I would never into go it. back with you. Yeah. See, I didn't have a bear in my plan at all. No. I guess that shows the difference between our philosophy. I guess so. <laughs> Interesting. How did you decide on the marathon that you ran? How did you pick it? Um, I was looking for something that was a little bit low-key. Um, I 
you know, I'm I'm more of an introvert type and a lot of people and noise and stuff is kind of going to be overwhelming on top of having to run, you know, 26 miles. So I I just wanted, you know, something that was was nice and kind of laid back. Yeah. So. I remember running some merit was it one of the Chicago ones downtown where it was so crowded and especially at the start you're like jammed in with everybody and you're mm. kind of waiting for it to clear out and it was just well, if you're talking about the Chicago Marathon, there's like 40,000 people. Yeah. And I if you're... Chicago, maybe it was the half down there. Okay, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. You and I did the... I think um, I did a 10K down there, too. And it's just <clears> like, yeah. I don't generally get claustrophobic, but that one was just like too much oh, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it gets pretty crowded down there. Um, so it was the Desplaines River Marathon, right? right? Um, and would you recommend that to a first-time marathoner? Yeah, I would say so, although it was... A little bit odd just because of the weather had uh, flooded a lot of the course and it it just became an additional challenge because some of the they changed the course but a lot of it was still uh, flooded so we had to run through water I mean it made it fun in a way but <laughs> it you went be. through the water twice each loop right yeah right yeah and it, yeah it's pretty deep like six inches in some places and went on for quite a while so I remember you changed your shoes once and yeah. then you just we're like, yeah, yeah they're going to yeah, be wet. Right. Yeah. yeah. So other than the generally like the course, the atmosphere, um, the support on the course, you'd oh, say yeah. it's a good good race? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what did you think about doing it with 50 milers? I wouldn't, I mean, didn't really notice them. Yeah. So It's kind of a different vibe than like yeah. when you do, you do like a big city marathon where there are people that are you know, maybe going to set a world record or something <laughs> yeah. at that certain speed. And then, right. um, you know, if you have 50 milers out on the course, it's really a different kind of yeah. a vibe. But I'm so slow anyway. I was probably slower than them yeah. and anyway. So yeah. it's a great thing about the running community. It's, yeah. it's like all different speeds. You yeah. got people that, I mean, there probably were people that walked the whole thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. the half, yeah, half they, marathon they, course. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I liked the vibe there. I really liked the, um, I had never been at an ultra marathon before the day that uh, we went down to watch you run. Mm -hmm. um, and I just liked yeah. the people there. Right. Really cool. Yeah. It's like uh, kind of a little bit like CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. very supportive. And yeah. Do you had done the marathon and then what made you guys decide to do the crazy ultra? Well, bef bef before we go to that, I was just going to oh. ask, you had just finished the marathon right. and I think you picked the 50K pretty quick, right? Eh, yeah. not too long. Because yeah. most people, it's like you got to forget how bad that marathon was before yes. you want to sign yeah. up again. That was, I still haven't forgotten how bad my marathon <laughs> was, and it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. And you decided to do a 50K again pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Tell so us about that. This whole thing was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I felt pretty good after that. I mean, my, I think like the day after, my feet were really sore, but otherwise I, I felt okay. No injuries or anything? No. And... Yeah, I mean, I was already trained to to us to that point to, enough to do a, a marathon, so it's not that much more training Back to do a 50k, like six more miles. That's right? Yeah. <laughs> How so, bad could it be? Yes. Um, interesting. So, what was the training like for you in between the marathon and the 50k? Hmm. Uh, did you do some doubles? I can't remember, like back-to-back -back days. I, yeah, I did. Okay. I did. I did. I actually did a half marathon in between there. I did the Naperville half marathon. Oh, okay. At the end of October, and then, 
yeah, some just some longer runs, either you know, running two days in a row. Are doubles not standard protocol? Um, well, it it depends on the training plan you're following. There are some training plans that will have back-to-back long runs, but they're more common in ultra training, where people are training for a super long distance, um, where they'll do a uh, one long run one day and then a longish run the next day, right? Yeah. A little bit shorter, but longish. Yeah. Um, so your total mileage over the two days is yeah. you can get like 30 miles. And what was the longest you did? Um, I don't, I, I don't even remember. Really. Like a 25 and something the next day? No. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the longest I went to was tw- 22. I think I yeah. did a 22 mile run. Um, I, the, I didn't do a back to back run though. Um, at that distance. Noticed my yeah. my knees were talking to me a little bit, so yeah. I took so the next day the off. Fifty k was thirty two miles. Ended up supposed to be thirty one. My GPS said thirty two point six, uh, but I it was on while I went to the bathrooms and back, which was a whole other. There were no bathrooms on the course. So prior to that, your longest training run was twenty two. Correct. Wow. Were you on the same training program? Yeah, uh, more, yeah or more or less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing what you're, what you're capable of. Um, once you're at that distance, you kind of, you know, you're just going to suffer. Yeah. That's, right. that's all yeah. it is. Just how how much can you handle the suffering? Yeah. <laughs> how much more suffering do you want? Yeah. I mean, like it's going to be a 50 K it's going to be bad. So how can we make it worse? Hmm. Rain, <laughs> ice, <laughs> cold weather. Yeah. Right, that's the funny thing is you guys chose to do the 50k in like the dead of winter too. You know, like you could have done a well, maybe a summer one would be worse. I don't know. I well, that's fall, what I was fall thinking. Or spring fall probably or spring would be best. Might have been nice. <laughs> well, the two Chicago marathons I did were 90 degrees. Yeah, and that was yeah. in October. And that sounds I, awful. Well, you were in one that was even canceled. They they canceled and tried to pull us off the course. I I finished anyway, but um, I sort of in my mind always, if it's hot. I say to myself, well, I've already done this. I've already proven <laughs> I can run in hot weather. I've got nothing to prove. I really don't like running in hot weather. That, maybe that's why. I've already got nothing to prove. So I was like, oh, winter will be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was the race like for you? Now we're talking about the, oh, the 50K. a little Sorry. bit. The yeah. 50K yeah. Arctic frog that was, you know seven hours of ice and (laughs) you know i mean it was just crappy weather the whole time right yeah it was it was windy rainy uh cold yeah (laughs) slippery oh yeah yeah i mean part part of the trail was uh, like a bike path which was clear as could be but it was a lot windier there it seemed to me oh yeah there was a pretty stiff wind coming in over that area and then the other part was uh a gravel or a crushed limestone trail but that was covered with ice and icy slush so you got it one way or the other (laughs) and then you guys were doing loops too right like how many loops was it six 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 five mile loops yeah did you have any plan to stay together or was it just kind of like do you not really our pace our pace wasn't that different but the uh the timing of the run walk was different for the two of us so um she she had a system that worked for her and i had a system that worked for me so it was more about our uh our run walk system, but our pa- our our yeah. paces weren't that different. Yeah, pretty I think, close I together. Think we passed each other on, yeah. on each loop. We got to give each other a high uh, five yeah. every single Did time. You guys like see any other running buddies? Like, oh, there's the guy with the I don't know hat or glasses that uh, like you'd keep seeing random people. Well, I saw. Well, there were well, there were two interesting ones that I saw. One, um, the father of our oldest uh, our oldest son ran cross country, and one of his cross country teammates 
the father was running this 50K. So he was actually about the same pace as us. I think he finished like a minute before me. So that was interesting. And the other, I met this guy named Paul, who uh, we were kind of running along, and he started telling me about how he had just had surgery, <laughs> and he hadn't done any training. <laughs> <laughs> but he was going to, he finished the race. Yeah. He was just slightly behind yeah, you. Right. Did you ever talk to Paul? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit? Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> These ultra people are a friendly bunch. A bit They're odd, pretty friendly. But, you know. A bit odd, but it's no different than CrossFit. I mean, <laughs> you, we got some oddities in CrossFit here, too. That's true. <laughs> How many people did you say dropped out? <clears throat> Bryant was the one who had the numbers yeah, so for I that. I was talking to the race director, because when I got there, it, it just seemed like there was hardly anybody there. It was just like the race director and a couple other support people. And I'm like, what's going on with this race? Am I at the right place? And I mean, they had a big finisher thing up in the clock and all that, but... She said something like uh, 500 show like registered initially, and then when they saw the weather that day, like half of those dropped to from the 50k to the was there a 25 25k yeah to the 25k, oh. and then like you know of the, of the 500, only 50 ended up finishing the 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 50k. It, it was pretty brutal conditions. Yeah, that's nasty. I'm a pretty hardy soul, and I know <laughs> Susan is too. Yeah, t I mean, just tell a little bit about like how it felt for you. Like, were you cold? I know I felt oh. cold. I, my core stayed uh, warm, so you know that that wasn't too bad. Um, I had the I had a you know the poncho on uh, to keep protect myself from the rain, and I had enough layers on that that my my core stayed warm. My legs were soaked my hands were i could barely move um feet were soaked too right yeah oh yeah i mean for multiple plunges in icy slush so yeah did you consider walking off the course um i wouldn't say considered it, it i mean i wouldn't say it didn't cross my mind either <laughs> <laughs> it was lurking in the background yeah, yeah. yeah i definitely I could have thought of a plausible excuse <laughs> what can i come up with <laughs> Uh, you had yeah. something with your hands, or you were well, about to my, walk off. Yeah, I was going to ask you about your hands. Were, were, did they ever warm up? No. They stayed pretty no. cold? Yeah. <clears throat> so I <clears throat> was not dressed as well as yourself for the first two loops. She had a poncho on from the beginning, yeah, or had it with you. Yeah, I had it on. Yeah, it on and I had just had a little kind of a shell. It was supposed to be waterproof, but it was not oh, no. waterproof. Um, and I was okay for the first loop, the first five miles, but then between five five miles and 10 miles, I got so chill. I was bone chilled and I had no, my hands were so cold. And that's where I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to be able to continue if I'm this cold. Like it's, it, it feels unsafe and I don't I have no way of warming myself up. So I went in, um, to the changing tent at ultras. They, you can drop a bag and you have <clears throat> towels and clothes to change into. And, um, I was thinking, I don't know if I can go on. I'm going to quit. I, I don't know about this. I was so cold, I couldn't unbuckle anything. I couldn't get my gloves off. I couldn't get anything off. And, you know, I was kind of starting to panic a little bit. But I talked myself down and I said to myself, you know, whether I continue the race or not, I have to get these clothes off. Like, they, they have to come off. It. Right now, don't even worry about finishing the race. You have to get these clothes off, Molly. So I got them off, and I was able to put on some warm clothes, and then I put on the poncho. <clears throat> and, and just putting the poncho on, I was like, okay, I'm going to go try another loop and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And um, 
the poncho really made the difference. Oh, yeah. Should have had it on from oh, the yeah. beginning. Yeah. I, I was definitely surprised in the first two you know, loops when I saw you and you still didn't have it on. Like, yeah. wow, that, that jacket She's crazy. must really be waterproof. <laughs> it was not warm. It was not warm. Yeah. yeah. So it was just another little little step. And, you know, I, I didn't think about quitting again. It was just that that moment. I wasn't sure if I could go on. So, yeah, it was an interesting race. Would you recommend that race to a first-time 50K-er? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah. Would you guys doable. do it again? Or do a 50k again, or is it one of those like I want to cross you cross <laughs> off your list and you can move on? I, I I mean I would consider it. I'd consider a 50k again. I don't know that I'd do that one again. I, I had a complaint yeah. about the bathrooms. There were no yeah. bathrooms on the course. You had to run 400 meters off course to use the bathroom and 400 meters back. So during the course of seven hours, I used the bathroom twice, and that was like another mile added to my distance. So I didn't. Other than that, it was nice. It was very friendly for mm -hmm. beginners. Yeah. The community was really good. I mean, what are you going to do about the weather in December? <laughs> right. So where's the big payoff? I mean, when you when you cross the finish line, does it feel all worth it? Or is it just kind of like, well, that sucked? <laughs> a lot of relief. <laughs> yeah. I survived. Su Susan had a big smile on her yeah. face as she yeah. crossed the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. You're not so much. No, you? I was <laughs> sobbing like a baby. I came up to the last uh whatever like 400 meters yeah. and i saw bryant and i was literally you know heaving <laughs> sobs <laughs> she was like it was the ugly crying <laughs> while i was running <laughs> yeah what is the payoff that's a good question get a belt buckle <laughs> you get a belt buckle that's the big payoff there, i think there's something primal about looking at something difficult and completing it yeah i think there's a primal like yeah. mountain right i mean yeah. <clears throat> yeah knowing that you can push yourself not to give up even if you want to give up yeah. yeah it's cool to kind of stash those things like for the rest of your life it's like i did yeah. that and stuff like that no one can doubt the merit of it it's kind of yeah either, yeah either you went that far or you didn't there's no gray area and it's it's similar i think whether it's weight i mean all sports have something like that where you personally are pushing yourself beyond the limits that maybe you think you're capable of and you learn something about yourself um and then the, you can take those skills um like as simple as the mental dialogue that's going on in your head i want to quit i'm not going to quit i got to get out of these clothes first and then i'll make a decision <laughs> just as simple as that those are skills yeah. you yeah. can use every day right well, you guys be ready like, go ahead you guys have dogs. People always say a tired dog is a good dog. It's like if you just go run the hell out of your dog the rest of the day, they're yeah. perfect. I think humans are kind of the same way. Yeah. It's like if you really beat yourself up on a regular basis and you're a little bit worn out most of the time, I feel like everybody's a Takes little more the edge even off. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. your secret. That's why you're so even keel. Right. All the workouts. I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, I think humans are meant to move. Yeah, we're meant to move. And you look at our ancestors, they had to travel to get food, you know, before we started planting things. Um, not everybody's meant to do a 50K, but I, I think there's something to be said for movement. Yeah, mm -hmm. you guys will be all set too when the zombie apocalypse or the next dark ages or whatever it is hits, you'd be ready to like. That's right. Long as Susan's on my team, <laughs> yeah. I'll be good. <laughs> what about uh, food nutrition wise? Did you guys have to kind of change what you were eating? Um, to you mean, know, fuel yourself beforehand or during the I would say yeah like during the lead up to it so the longer uh, training, runs. training runs and then the actual race itself I and mean, were you and then were you doing like the goo and all that or did you guys not even go down that road 
Yeah, I mean, I think training, I really didn't need anything different. Um, yeah, during the race, I started out with a gel maybe for the first loop. And then after that, I, uh, you know, they had a, a aid station and I, I would just eat once around i would i would stop there and you know eat whatever i thought i could without you know yeah. something that you could keep down yeah right what's well, funny what tastes good to you at that length of a race versus like a 5k <laughs> yeah. so yeah. there's like potato chips and or or pickles but the Pickle saltiness juice. yeah the saltiness yeah. uh tasted good to me i don't know yeah. about you what tasted good to you um i had some peanut butter and jelly and i had some like sandwich chocolate cook you know with yeah. oreos or whatever got to get the like calories that. in somehow yeah. Fuel for the fire yeah i i had goose on me and i used them for all my training runs but i my hands were so cold i couldn't yeah. get them out so it was just whatever i could down at the yeah. they had soda as well i had yeah. some soda we had pickle juice at all the rothons pickle juice is it's great awesome. yeah. nice and so salty <laughs> like when you really need it yeah. get your electrolytes yeah yeah, I didn't change too much. I mean, w- except that I had the goose on the training runs. Yeah. That's, that's right. about it. All right, so you've done the 50K. Wait, where do you go from there? What's next? The 2019 Open? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I have the skills world. for that. I'm playing with the idea of, of, of maybe a 50-mile at some point. I just have to believe that I can finish that in the under the time cap yeah because a lot of races have like a 12-hour time cap so or find one without a time cap right <laughs> but then that's going to be a lot harder oh, I mean, true true so yeah what about you molly um what's next well i am definitely focused on the open right now um and i think you've always done the open right oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I think that's the big focus in the gym next. Uh, you know, whether people sign up or not, it's it's fun to do the workouts, mm-hmm. the community thing. Um, I see myself doing a long, a longer race next year. I um, definitely got burnt out of marathons. You know, I ran three marathons before I started CrossFit. I ran Chicago twice and the Naperville Marathon, and I got injured every time. There's an injury coming off of every single one. Um, but this year... Part of the gift of uh, doing some training runs with Susan was I was able to do those without, like in my mind, I wasn't like, I am going to run a marathon because I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. how it would go. Um, And uh, I went through all the training runs and uh, all of a sudden I was like, wow, well, (laughs) I think I think I could run a race this year. And sure enough, no injuries in training, no injuries uh, in the race. And I just credit that to the weightlifting and the, mm. the work that I've been doing here in CrossFit, um, that there were no injuries. So um, knowing that now, I kind of have an idea of how to balance, be better balanced. I, th- I think I could, I think I might run another long run. We'll see. When are you doing your uh, 50K, Kevin? <laughs> I'm doing it in installments over the next <laughs> six years. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you just add up over the years. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna challenge you, Kevin. Oh wow, Kay. this is a public challenge. I'm sure this. You heard it work. first. <laughs> now now this involves YouTube, podcast. so don't worry. I'm not saying you got to go out and run something, but I'm I'm just gonna challenge you to go down the ultra marathon YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, that's it's, okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're turning it down. He's already rejecting the challenge. So there is one okay, ultra there is marathon. One really good one on there. Yes. Go ahead. There's one I think that that you should watch. It gives you a little insight yes. into kind of like why. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll pr- I watch it and I'll probably really enjoy it. Like, yeah. 
I watch people climb Everest, and that's cool, but I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least have a more appreciation for the sport. Oh, um, no, I'll... I have appreciation for it, for sure. Yeah. And especially because I I can't I can't do that. Yeah. So people, people who can do things that you can't, I think it's more, you admire it a little bit more. Hats off. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm more blown away by someone who's done a 50K probably than you are because you've done it. You sort of demystified it. Yeah. I just think that those people are superhuman. I think you're a superhuman. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I second that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we'll put a link up to the video, but it's it's a story of uh, the Western States 100. And there was a gentleman who's pretty young, 1921, who went out and was on track to beat the record, beat everybody else. 100 miles. 100 miles. Um, Western states, it was a hot, hot ultra as well. And um, went out so hard. And as he came into the finishing, the, the race finishes on a 400-meter track. And as he came onto the track, he was so dehydrated and delirious that uh, he collapsed. And everybody came around him and helped him up and tried to help him get his footing and he fell down again and um, he eventually crossed the finish line but they determined uh, it didn't count because his friends helped him too much mm. to get him over the finish line so the interesting thing about the the video is not that but the video is 10 years later this this guy it's like unfinished business in his mind he never actually finished it and he goes back 10 years later to run the race again so kind of like how it goes from and what it's like to revisit that sort of like haunted he was gonna win he was on track for the fastest time and it's collapsed it's a good one we'll put the link up the other good one to throw out is is it called the barkley marathon oh barkley marathons yeah. yeah so it's basically you know we've been talking about ultras this one is it shows like just how kooky it can get <laughs> it's basically this guy and is it tennessee tennessee like rural tennessee comes up with this idea to put together an ultra it's something like 125 miles through like up and down hills. You got to crawl into a prison at one point. There's like, you know, stickly bushes all over. You have to. <laughs> you, you there's there's these loops you're running, and you can run with other people, but then it's like it's like five 25 mile loops. But the last loop, every person that starts has to run the opposite direction. So you're forced to run the last 25 miles by yourself. Um, it's like all overnight and everything too. And you know, they got the headlamps and, um, to prove you've done it, you have to grab, you have to find these books that are on the course and grab the page number that matches your bib number. Oh, wow. And you bring that back as proof. And rip the pages out. Yeah. The pages <laughs> out. And I mean, it's just like, and it's, 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 you almost couldn't make up a crazier race. <laughs> and it's just the story of the people that run it. And you know, and you have a certain time you have to finish it. If you don't finish it in time, they play taps. On the horn for you, then the bugle. So they got videos of these people weeping yeah. as they play taps because <laughs> they, they didn't meet the cutoff time. That's called the Barkley Marathons, and that's on Netflix. Netflix yeah. Different it, breed. It's a brave <laughs> world out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Anything else we want to cover before we let Susan go? Any secrets? I mean, you, you are one in a million, Susan. You always show up. You always do the work. Everybody's really admires and looks up to your like drive and commitment. Is there any secret? No, I don't think so. It, it's just as simple as that. Just show up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true, but <laughs> I, I'm telling you, there are people that are so amazed <laughs> at how hard you work every single day. So I guess sometimes the best advice is simple, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast. Until next time, stay strong. <laughs>